a few moments left this morning to just bring a word that I'm, it's not going to be too long, I'm going to abbreviate it a little bit today, but I think uh, God wants to speak, continue speaking to us this morning. Last week I brought that scripture for the promises of God in him are yes and in him are amen to the glory of God through us. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. Paul was responding there, I mentioned this last week, Paul was responding to some criticism uh, because before that he says, but as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no, but the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes, for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him are amen, to the glory of God through us, through what they were saying, and you know, God, you know, we need to know that Jesus always backs up the word that Paul was preaching. And Paul was reminded of that. He was backing up his, the word that Paul was preaching. You know, God backs up his word. That's why it's important that we know the word of God. And when we have a situation and challenges in our life, we can bring in the word of God. And when we bring in the word of God, we know that God backs that up. It's not yes, and no, it's, not, it's not a yes, or it's not a maybe, or a, if the conditions are right, if it's not a, you know, the wind is blowing in the right way, if we feel right, we're playing the right song on the piano and the music is good and you know whatever it is it is a it is a yes amen yes amen you know when you are born again you're rooted in christ and the power of god is available to each and every one of us and like what bill wilson till i quoted this last week bill johnson sorry in his book the power that changed or changes the world his approaching life from the promises of God positions us for breakthroughs that others consider unreasonable. We were born to live a life in which the unreasonable yields to the power of the name of Jesus spoken through our lips. I think that's so very true. I love that statement he makes in that book. Um. Because many times it seems unreasonable for things to take place in our life. It's unreasonable for us, we consider that's unreasonable for us to me to ask of that or ask God to do that for me. Um, but the name of Jesus and the word of God, those things which are unreasonable have to yield to that, have to give way to it. You know, there are things we encounter as we live out our story that to those outside of the kingdom of God, and I think many times people within the kingdom of God who should know better, who should know better, who should know better if they know the word of God. They seem unreasonable to overcome, but through Christ, we are overcomers. We're overcomers, and we need to understand that. And the promises of God make the unreasonable become reasonable. Now, we are a people who are supernatural. I think sometimes we forget that we, we live in the realm of the supernatural, or we should live in the realm of the supernatural. What is... When we confine ourselves to living naturally, and our natural understanding, we're going to miss out on what God has for us. We're going to miss out on going to that place where Jesus said, the thief comes only to kill, to steal, and destroy, but I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. 
or have it with a greater success or have it rich and satisfying rather than just normal and boring. God wants us to be living in that realm of the supernatural. And you know, we have, we have access to the supernatural. Sometimes we forget that. When we call on the name of the Lord, we're, 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 we're make, giving ourselves, if you like, we're taking up that, that opportunity we have to access the supernatural. But you know, the promises of God don't become a reality in your life just because they are the promises of God. Like all kingdom living, we have to access that. You know, there's so much, so much in our life that we don't access because we don't have, maybe don't have an understanding of it, don't have a faith for it. We maybe not believe that it's, it's for us in the day in which we live. But if it's in the word of God and it's the promises of God, they are yes and in him there are amen to the glory of God through us. So we have to be able to access them. You know, when we get born again, everything changes, doesn't it? Everything changes, right? You know, everything. The Bible says that we become a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And we can live with the ability and the, and, and the opportunity to access the things of the kingdom of heaven. We can pray your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can pray. But if we don't have a desire to access that, we're not going to see it manifest in our lives. And the world, I believe, wants to see or needs to see a manifestation of the things of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God coming and the kingdom of God, you know, being evident and demonstrated on the earth in which we live. Us as believers, people who love Jesus, people who are born again of the Spirit of God, you know, bringing that, bringing that kingdom realm in the lives, in, 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 the, in the environments where we're living, where we're working, and seeing things change, you know, so dramatically. Because when we got born again, we received the very life of God and received the Holy Spirit. Didn't we? Well, the promise is to you, to your children, and all to our far off. To each, each and every one of us. <coughs> so you receive the very life of God and you receive the Spirit of God. But if we, if we want to live in the reality of the promises of God, we have some serious adjustments to make today and every day. It wasn't just your salvation experience. It wasn't just something that you did. You got born again. Yes, you got born again and positionally you're saved. But, you know, every day we, are going, we have to live out that which he's done for us. For it to become a reality in our lives. We're continually making adjustments. Because we're still living in this fallen world. Every day. But of course, although we're in this world, we're not of this world. Sometimes, do you, do you ever step back? Or recognize you need to step back? When you see things going on around you, and say, okay, well, all right, okay, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And I need to view this, this situation with a totally different perspective than maybe my colleague, my friend, my family member. Because I'm in this world, but I am not of this world. And so we view it from a different perspective. And it's like we, we, enter a, we're, we enter a war zone. 
you'll have some fighting to do. You may have to fight with, with some of your thoughts. You may have to fight with some of your feelings. Has anybody, any, any of you here ever, ever had to fight with your feelings? Or fight with your thoughts? Your opinions? There's some, we're in a war zone. We'll have to fight with some thoughts, maybe feelings, maybe opinions. Maybe we have to fight with some cultural things. When people come and they say things, well, I'm doing that because that's my culture. Well, where does kingdom culture come into it? Now, when we get born again, we surrender our culture. We, I, all to Jesus, I surrender. I surrender all. Well, what part of surrendering our thoughts did we not get? What part of surrendering our feelings, our opinions, our culture, our relationships? Maybe we're in a war zone with our traditions. Maybe we're in a war zone with habits. Maybe we're in a war zone, we have to fight things with our, in our will. Now we know we're in a war because when Paul spoke to the, Corinthians, the Ephesians, sorry, he talked about putting on an armor. To put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to, able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We're in a war zone, church. And we have to fight. We have to put armor on. But you see, we don't, don't, don't ever forget Although we're walking in the flesh, we don't have to war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, aren't they? Pulling down of strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So when things come at us, you know, we, we against the knowledge of God, against that, those promises of God, that we're able to, we, are, we should be able to deal with it. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity. Wrestling down those thoughts. Every mistake we make in life starts with a thought. Every sin starts with a thought. Every time we mess up, it started with a thought. But if, if we had wrestled that thought to the ground... If we take an authority over and wrestle it to the ground, taking it captive and brought it in line with the word of God, 
That's why it's important that we know the Word of God. Bringing it into the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. So to live in the reality of the promises of God. We can say, yes, all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him amen to the glory of God through us. But to live in that reality of the promises of God, we need to be serious about our walk with God. His promises don't just manifest in the life of us who are lukewarm, who are lethargic, who will live a life where anything goes. They're not going to be manifest in our life. Pastor Andy Elms in his book, God's Blueprint for His Church, and if you're aware of the church calendar, you know Pastor Andy Elms is going to be with us on Wednesday the 8th in a few weeks' time. Wednesday the 8th, 7.30, he's going to be here in the church speaking, so be sure to get that in your calendar and be here. It's going to be a great time. In his book, God's Blueprint for His Church, says if we really want to see the promises of God become reality in our lives and in our nations, we need to walk as disciples, allowing God free access to everything we believe, always ready to receive His wisdom and replace other less, lesser wisdoms we have already formed and embraced. If we want to see the promises of God manifest in our lives. Let me just read that paragraph again. If we really want to see the promises of God become a reality in our lives and in our nations, we need to walk as disciples, allowing God free access to everything we believe. That's quite a sobering thought. Everything we believe. Because we believe things that have been preformed in us from a carnal perspective so often. And we're still getting them now. They're coming at us all the time. That's why you know, we are continually having to deal with things in our lives as we walk out our Christian life. It's not just something we did when we got saved, we got born again, that was it. You know, every day, and every day from today onwards, we're going to be dealing with things and bringing our life into subjection to the things of the kingdom of God. So where do I leave that off? Uh, we need to walk as disciples, allowing God free access to everything we believe, always ready to receive His wisdom. Say His wisdom. His wisdom and replace other lesser wisdoms we've already formally embraced. Now, how many, how many of you are continually, even, even every day, you're having to deal with some stuff that is a wisdom you've formally already embraced? And we have to bring it in line, you know, bring it into, in line with the Word of God. You know, bring every thought into captivity. Bringing those wisdoms into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Well, I see, I, I believe when we are bold enough to allow God free access to everything we believe, if we've got the guts and we have got the boldness to, to allow Him free access, because when we, if we say, I'm going to allow Him free access to everything we believe, we're... We are making ourselves very vulnerable. You hear what I'm saying? When we, when, so we've got to be bold in it. We've got to be purposeful in it. When we're bold enough to allow God free access to everything we believe, you know, it can be like stirring up a hornet's nest. Because we live in a world that is more than just about us. 
We live around people who don't believe what we believe about the Bible. So when, we, we're, if, when we're bold enough to allow God free access to everything we believe, it can be like stirring up a hornet's nest. Because outside of God, our minds are carnal. Aren't they? Outside of God, our minds are carnal. You know, bringing... That's why we have to bring every thought into captivity. What well, it says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life, life and peace. So we have, to, we have to deal with and bring that carnality in line with his word. And when we do that, so we're, if, if we're not bold enough, when we are, if we are bold enough to allow God access to everything we already believe, that will like be, can stir up a hornet's nest. Do you understand what I mean when I say stir up a hornet's nest? I've never had the guts to stir up a hornet's nest. I've stirred up a regular wasp's nest. And um, it's not nice. We, 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 we get into areas that, you know, if we deal with this, it's, we're going to have to deal with that. And if we deal with that, we're going to have to deal with this. And if we do this, what's, what's going to happen there? And so sometimes we, we don't do those things. We don't allow God free access to everything we believe because we don't want to stir up a hornet's nest. We don't want the backlash of what's going to come with it because we know if we, if that, how is that going to affect this and how is that going to affect that. So outside of God, our minds are carnal. Too. So to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so we may be full of wisdom, but is it God's wisdom? We may be full of wisdom. Bible says, in all you're getting, get understanding, get wisdom. But we need to have God's wisdom because we can be so full of carnal wisdom. See, Adam and Eve, right in the beginning, exposed us to ungodly wisdom. It opened our carnal minds. Before the fall of Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve had access to God's pure wisdom. They, they were, that relationship they had with God gave them access. Every, that's, that's who they were. But you remember the tree? The tree and the fruit in the Garden of Eden? We are living outside of, we live out, we are born with a sin nature because of Adam and Eve's sin in the Garden of Eden. The woman, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 6, in the New Living Translation, says, the woman was convinced when she heard what the enemy, what the devil told her, what Satan told her about the power of the tree. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. She wanted that wisdom. She recognized there was some wisdom. She wanted that wisdom. So she took from of the fruit and she ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. Of course, we know they ate the fruit and everything changed. Why were they changed? Because they were offered alternative wisdom. They lost their relationship with God and all that came with that. Because they, she was offered alternative wisdom. It wasn't the wisdom of God. And she, what she was offered was carnal wisdom, carnal thought patterns. 
but of course Jesus. Aren't you glad about Jesus? Jesus restored through the cross everything that was lost. In the New Testament Christians, we have access to the wisdom of God. And if we've got access to the wisdom of God, we can draw on the wisdom of God, and we live in the promises of God, and they, become, they can become reality in our lives. But of course, we're continually and consistently bombarded with the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of the world can be very convincing, can be very reasonable, and can be very nice. can be very comfortable for us because it doesn't challenge us. And so we fail then, we miss out on living in the promises of God. Because we draw from that wisdom which is carnal, that carnal nature, our carnal side, we draw it from our sin nature. The Bible says in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. But it also says in the last days, people will be offered all sorts of wisdom, all sorts of philosophies, all sorts of ideas, all sorts of answers to all sorts of things. Now, we're bombarded with wisdom, aren't we? You should do it this way. You should do it that way. You should, if you did this and this and this and this and this, this is going to happen. This is going to work. You know, it's good to get understanding, but does it come through the filter? And it's good to get wisdom, but does it come from the filter of Jesus Christ? So people will try and fill you with all sorts of philosophy, all sorts of truths. They'll offer you a lie, but they'll make it look like a truth. That's why it's important, church, we know the Word of God. You have an understanding of the Word of God. But the wisdom of the world, you see, the wisdom of the world, the wisdom that comes at us will feed our carnal side, our carnal nature. The wisdom of this world doesn't feed our spirit man, but our carnal nature, our carnal side. But the wisdom of the world doesn't align with the promises of God. And so we have to be purposeful with the wisdom we embrace. If we want to live in the promises of God, all the promises of God are in Him are yes and in Him are amen to the glory of God. But we have to be purposeful with the wisdom we embrace. Because the wisdom we embrace will ultimately shape us. You know, we, we if we... We only say things, we only speak things, we only live out our life in a particular way because we've embraced some wisdom down the line somewhere. We get it from all sorts of angles, all sorts of places. That's why it's so important. We, we're, in, we, we're in the Word, we know the Word of God. That we commit ourselves to a local church. That we get in the church and we get to where the, you get to hear what the church preaches and what the Word, and the word goes forth. The wisdom, because the wisdom we embrace will ultimately shape us. But we, so we, but we need to be shaped like Christ. We need to be shaped like Jesus. What are you doing? How are you living your life? What are you embracing so you, so you look like, so you're shaped like Jesus? So the promise of God in Him are yes and in Him are amen to the glory of God through us. It will shape us and so we need to purposefully replace Wrong wisdom. And that's what happens sometimes when we open our hearts and we, when we open ourselves to allowing God access to the wisdom of our life. 
We still need to replace some. That's why the Bible talks about being, being renewing your mind. Renewing talks about removing something and replacing it with something else. So when we, if we remove wisdom, we have to replace it with wisdom of God. So we need to purposefully replace wrong wisdom. We have a choice. We choose daily where we receive, where we get wisdom from. Have you ever been around people who give you a lot of wisdom, but you know it's a load of rubbish? You have to be able to just, just stand back from that and not allow that to take root in you. Separate yourself from it. We have to be so careful where we get our wisdom from. Because there are people all consistently, you know, the media is consistently, your Facebook feed, your, your Instagram feed, your whatever, TikTok, tick this, whatever, whatever it might be, you know, all this stuff, these blogs you listen to and all that sort of stuff. You know, you're receiving wisdom, 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 wanting to try and feed you and get your attention, wanting it to take root in you. Because when it takes root in you, it has an effect and it shapes you. You have people in your life who are consistently trying to tell you how to live your life, but they're not you. And they make it sound like wisdom, but you need to check it against the Word of God. Check it against the Word of God, because sometimes we're living outside of the promises of God which are available to us because we're living with wrong wisdom and the wrong understanding. So we have a choice where we get our wisdom from, and we will, we, because, you know, we will become like the people we spend our time with, feeding us wisdom. The loudest and the most comfortable and the most convincing wisdom isn't always right. Because so often it has come from a carnal source. We need wisdom, but we need the right wisdom. I want to encourage you this morning to be a people who gain the right wisdom. Feed on the right wisdom. See, there's a bunch of people in the Bible that they were, they were obviously there because we have a letter that James wrote to them. People who needed to experience, experience the promises of God and living in the purpose and the plans which he had for. He says in, my, he says in James chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You know, James is writing to some people there. Maybe you know, they're, they're in a situation. You ever find yourself in a situation where you need something to change? You're up, you, you're up against it? You want something to change? You're up against it. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that your testing of your faith produces patience. Count it all joy. You know, we don't tend to like counting it all joy when we fall into various trials. And someone's in those situations, we go to all sorts of places to receive some wisdom, to receive some answers. But we're living, church, with the promises of God, and the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him are amen to the glory of God through us. And so James says there, well, if any of you are lacking wisdom, let him ask of God. You know, too often we ask of all sorts of places, we go all around the bushes. Or around the houses. Or around the people we know. Or around the people that are going to give us a nice report, a nice comfortable answer. 
and make it feel good for us and make it feel comfortable to us, but are they going to give you the wisdom which is going to bring about and see, a relationship, see your relationship with God grow and see a manifestation of the promises of God become reality in your life? So if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Go to God for your wisdom. He's talking to people who don't even have Google. You know, you can, you can find it. You can self-diagnose anything now, can you? Hello? Gone all quiet in this wisdom-seeking church this morning. Now, you can find an answer for anything. And you can find an answer that will give you the answer you want, won't you? Well, I don't like that answer. I'm going to get an answer from somebody else. Have you ever done that? You, you, you search around until you find the answer you want, the answer that's comfortable, the answer that doesn't put too much pressure on you, the answer that doesn't cost you too much. But let him ask God. Because, you know, when you ask God, he gives to all. Liberally, he gives to all. You know, ask and you shall receive. Well, we know that from other scriptures. Why don't we have to do the same with it when it comes to wisdom? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. It's not difficult, is it? And it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith. Come on, we need to put our total trust in Jesus. All to Jesus I surrender. Put our total trust in him. Put our total trust in him. And if you, but let him ask in faith. So often we, I think, you know, you, you've probably never done it. We don't always ask in faith, do we? We ask with options if sometimes. We ask not always believing. We call ourselves people of faith, but we don't always ask in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. God wants us to be a people who ask him in faith. And when we ask him in faith, without doubting, trust him. God is looking for a people to trust him. To put our trust in Him, put our trust in His Word, because all the promises in Him are yes, and in Him are amen to the glory of God. But we have to step into them. They don't just happen to us. So often as Christians, you know, we get sold a, we get sold something, we get told something, we get we get to believe something that everything's going to be okay just because we prayed a prayer. And yes, we've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our life. Yes, we're a new creation in Christ. Yes, we're a new person. Yes, His Spirit is within us. But we have to live that life and live it by faith. So let him ask in faith without doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of a sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For, not, not, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's double-minded man. And this can apply to women too, sorry. Unstable in all her ways. His. Hers. Theirs. If you lack wisdom, 
If you lack wisdom, if, you, if, you, if you're wanting to see the promise of God become reality in your life, I'm linking these two things together. You know, be someone who, 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 asks, who lives a life of wisdom, who, who, who surrenders our wisdom that has been preformed in us to Jesus. All to Jesus I surrender. All my wisdom I surrender to Jesus. And allow you to deal with it. I'm open to your correction. I'm open to your adjustments. I'm open to your voice. I'm making myself vulnerable. To hear your voice. To listen to those who are going to bring wisdom into my life. Rather than those who just bring a load of comfort and there, there, pat, pat. Don't worry about it. You can stay the same. Don't have to change. Don't have to get bold for Jesus. If you lack wisdom, ask. But let him ask in faith for God. Ask God for he gives to us liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. His wisdom is freely available to us. To apply it to our lives. Replacing some of that old wisdom, some of that carnal wisdom. He'll replace it. If you doubt that, it's like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man or woman suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. For he is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Sometimes you see asking God for wisdom is the last thing we do. Because in the days in which we live, in the culture in which we live, in the, in the place in which we live, the nation, with all, this, all the help that goes on around us, all the care we get, we can pretty much do okay without Jesus. Maybe if you live somewhere else, Maybe all that was stripped away. Things would be different. Maybe we go to him first. Paul says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. We know these scriptures. That we can just speak them out. They're in us, and that's good that they're there. As long as they can just become part of how we do life. Like really being in that place where we have to say, we have to, Lord, I don't know what to do. I need your wisdom. Asking you for your wisdom. And Lord, you, I know that when I ask you, 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 you supply. So I'm prepared to surrender my life to you and surrender my thoughts to you, surrender my wisdom to you and you replace it with your wisdom because I want to live in the promises of God. Church, where, where do you need to see the reality of the promises of God in your life? And I think some, there's so many times where we, we don't see the realities of the promises of God manifest in our lives because we're so full of our own selves and our own wisdom and our own understanding. The Bible says, trust not in your own understanding. In the understanding of God. I encourage you, church. 
I encourage you to be continually surrendering your thought life. God wants you living transformed. He doesn't want us just living this life on earth as Christians. Just with that label. But he wants us to live life on earth. Equipped, empowered, full of the Holy Spirit. And going to heaven, living a tra- having lived a transformed life on this earth. And I believe when we live a transformed life, that demonstrates to those around us that we're not just the, the, the ordinary. There's something different. And that's something different is Jesus. And that's something different, is, which is who is Jesus, is 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 attractive to the world. God wants us living, being these people who are living in the promises of God and then become a reality in our lives. Let's stand on our feet as we close this morning. If you're here this morning and you say, I don't, I'm not going to invite you to come to the front or anything, but if you're here this morning you say, you know, I've got some wisdom that I, when I surrender it to Jesus, it's going to just stir up something in me which, is going to, which will just cause a lot of Adjustments I, I'd really struggle to make. But maybe that's what's God. Well, maybe that is what God is asking you to do. Because He wants you living in His promises. He wants you living that rich and that satisfying life which He's made available to you. But it may mean changing some of the things you think. Changing some of those pre formed thoughts and ideas because they're based on the wisdom of this world which was offered to mankind when Adam and Eve ate the fruit they were giving some alternative but through Christ we have access to the wisdom of God freely we can come so if you're in some situation right now where you say, I, I need the wisdom of God in this, ask. And He will give. And He will give. Get, around, get yourself around people who, who, who know the wisdom of God. You have an understanding of the Scriptures. See God do things in your life. They're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 that not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That transformed speaks of, well, it speaks of transformation as it would. Transformation, I think, takes us to a place where we're unrecognizable from who we used to be. I love it in times, when I, times in my life when I've met people who I haven't seen for a long time and they say, you're different. And hopefully that difference is a positive difference. I hope that's true of your lives. People who've known you for a long time and you maybe don't see them for a few years and you get back in touch with them and they it's like a wow factor what's happened to you 
what's happened to you is you've been transformed. You're born again, you've changed, and you changed your thinking. You change where you get your wisdom from. And we're transformed. Looking a little bit more like Jesus. Is that your desire? If you, if you, if you need some wisdom, just ask him right where you are. Let's worship for a few moments as we close.